Hello, everyone. I welcome you to The Butterfly Effect, a mental health podcast to help you navigate through adversity and begin your transformative journey to healing mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. From anxiety to domestic violence, this podcast will discuss a wide range of mental health topics, hearing real people discuss their raw experiences. Because this podcast touches on sensitive topics, listener discretion is advised, and the information that is provided is not meant to diagnose or treat any mental health condition or be a substitute for therapy. If you are experiencing any mental health symptoms while listening, I encourage you to contact somebody that you trust or a mental health provider in your community. So, without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Butterfly Effect podcast. My name is Queen Shimoniak, and I welcome you on this week's episode. I hope all of you guys enjoyed last week's about father wounds, as we are going to continue to expand on that topic and the topic pertaining to attachment styles in this episode as well. So without further ado, let's get started. So last week, I discussed father wounds as a way to describe how men can face certain challenges due to the absence of a father figure. And that topic itself is going to be translated into this episode because I'm. this one is going to be dedicated to all my beautiful, independent, strong women out there that have a absence of a father figure, whether it's mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. And I want to unpack father wounds and these quote-unquote daddy issues because we all have heard the term daddy issues before, whether it's been in popular media or in the general public. It's a term that is loosely used to describe women that have trust issues and abandonment issues due to the fact that they don't, that they, they have, they didn't have a father in their life. And I do not particularly like this term and I hope that none of you use this term. And if you do, I completely understand because it's a term that has just become a part of our culture to describe these type of psychological challenges. But I would like to invite you to take a step back and to not use that term because it not only dampens the significance and the gravity of why father wounds are so important to mention, but I want you to really be vulnerable with yourself mentally and be patient as you listen to the information that I'm going to provide because this does strike a nerve. You know, this term is used to, you know, use as like a title over women that may come off as clingy or maybe insecure or have bound have very high boundaries. I'm going to discuss all of that and just dive deep into understanding what daddy issues are and why father wounds are so important. So the dictionary describes father wounds, well, daddy issues, as an informal phrase for the psychological challenges resulting from an absent or abnormal relationship with one's father, often manifesting in a distrust of or sexual desire for men who act as father figures. So 
I ki- I really do like this definition because it mentions two things about daddy issues. One is that it's an informal phrase, and two, that it's a psychological challenge. The reason why I feel like that's a very important thing to note is because daddy issues is not just daddy issues. It's a, it's a wound. It's a father wound. It's a father complex because as I mentioned with attachment styles, when we come into this world and we are vulnerable and we're looking for that quality care, we're looking for people in our lives to give us that reassurance, that care, that quality care, that sense of security and safety and trust to cater to our needs. Starting from birth, we come into this world needing that attention, needing that reassurance. And when that is when there's a lack of that, it leads to this open wound that we you can't just put a Band-Aid over. Because over time, that wound, as much as we would like for it to heal or pretend like it doesn't exist, over time, situations and experiences will tear that wound open and it get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's how you end up facing a variety of different consequences and challenges due to the fact that there was an absence of a father figure. So how can father wounds even occur? So as I mentioned, yes, it is the absence of a father, whether it's physically, mentally, or emotionally. And there are different ways in which a father can be absent. So I'd like you to take a step back and envision, hope, and I don't want you to feel triggered or um or feel anxious when you're doing this exercise. I just want you to use this as a reflection. So I want you to reflect on how your father was based off these five key points on which your father could have been absent. Number one, did your father neglect you in any way? Did he make you feel like you were unimportant? Number two, was your father actually absent from your life, meaning your father was never involved in your life, whether it was through a divorce or a separation, a death, or maybe they were never in your life to begin with? Was your father abusive? Was he mentally abusive, physically abusive, sexually, spiritually abusive? Did he take advantage of your vulnerability? of your innocence? Number four, was your father controlling? Did he have an oppressive nature? And number five, did your father withhold love or positive affirmations that led to a sense of there was a lack of self-acceptance from your father? These are five ways in which your father could have been absent separate things, or a combination of these things. And the reason why I want you to reflect on how your father was is because in order to igno- to understand that if you have a father wound is to acknowledge the fact that your father was one of these things, one or more of these things. You know, your father could, ha- your mom could have divorced your father and because he was abusive and he ended up being abusive to you, while also being controlling. There's a lot of different combinations. So I'd want you to take this time to be vulnerable with yourself, be patient with yourself, and 
unpacked how your father was. Because as I mentioned in my last episode, the father is a representation of strength, of stability, you know, whether you want to, uh, I guess, connect it to the way that Christians describe the father as like the head of the house or um, in a wide variety from a cultural anthropological perspective, the father is seen as the the breadwinner, somebody that um, is the like the bones of the of the family, the foundation, somebody that is supposed to be reliable, this protective figure, somebody that's supposed to be this epitome of assertive, logical energy. So with that being said, I mean, if there's a lack of that that father figure, this person that's supposed to be all these quote-unquote protective things and measures supposed to be the embodiment of strength, if he was neglectful, if he made you feel unimportant, that means there was a lack in the foundation of your father. If he was absent due to a variety of different reasons, you might have felt like the foundation of the connection you could have built with your father was faulty. If he was abusive, he took advantage. It's almost like he broke that foundation down on purpose knowing what he was doing and continuously kept breaking your trust. If he was controlling, he almost manipulated that foundation. He made it seem like it was strong. He made it feel, made you feel like you can stand on your two feet when in reality, instead of that foundation being made of cement, it was made of quicksand. Making you believe that something was solid when it wasn't making you believe that something was safe when it wasn't? Or was your father withholding? Meaning it's like, imagine a strong foundation where you have all these beautiful gifts and things in front of you, but every time you felt like you could get close, it's like there was always like this this, this wall, this invisible barrier that teased you with that love and affection you so desperately wanted. But it's almost like your father put that barrier there to withhold that energy from you. So I want you, that's another thing, I want you to really unpack and think about these things as foundations. You know, if your father's supposed to be this foundation, this is how this foundation would look if he were to be any of these different things. So this to me, when I think of father wounds, I always think about how, as women, how we can use how this affects us spiritually, you know, when it comes to masculine and feminine energy. Because feminine energy is this soft, receptive, nurturing, sensual, empathetic, flexible feeling. It's emotional, it's expressive, and it's subtle. And masculine energy is very assertive, it's very analytical. And it's masculine energy is all all about doing. It's all about action. Whereas feminine energy is about being and existing and living. And it's softer. So when you think about that foundation, when you think about the father being the foundation and how that foundation is faulty, not only is that foundation faulty because you weren't able to 
to build that trust and build that connection, but that there's also a disconnect with how you built that trust within yourself and within the within other people. Because your father is the like, you know, whether you grew up with a father or not, seeing a father in general in the general public is almost like the first quote unquote man you ever you see. This embodiment of strength that teaches you about an, an inner strength that you can that you can use to be assertive to be to say what you want with confidence and when there's a lack of that because somebody made you believe that you couldn't use that energy because there was a lack of that energy it leads to a variety of different consequences that as women I'd like you to take the time out to try to understand where is it that these father wounds lie and why. So as I mentioned in the last episode, there are a variety of consequences that we may face uh, in our adulthood that lead to the fact that we had these father wounds. So the first I would say, you know, is about low self-esteem and low confidence. You know, children are you know, when we're, when we're children, like I said, we're so vulnerable. We're so carefree. We have this energy where we just want to enjoy the life around us. And when things happen to us, we're looking for, you know, we're trying to understand our own conscious and follow our own heart and use the inner critic inside of us based on the the inner, like the outer critics that we have in our lives, the people that are telling us what is good and what is bad. And growing up, that might have felt very different because maybe you felt like anything that you would say, your voice, your assertiveness, your masculine energy, the energy that's supposed to help you speak your mind and make you feel empowered as a woman, as a woman, where you take your feminine and masculine energy and mesh it together to speak your mind. Maybe you felt like your father was not giving you or not making you feel important when you were speaking your mind. So this could be uh, associated with a father that was maybe neglectful or abusive or controlling. You know, I, and as a neglectful father, that low self-esteem can come from if you were to ask your father, Daddy, am I pretty? And your father says why does that matter why should you care like you know stuff like that that doesn't really reassure your question that, that you're asking then that could make you feel like the person that you went to for criticism and you went to to understand this complex between right and wrong for you to help you dissect what it really means to listen to your inner voice and trust your intuition that's where that low self-esteem and low confidence can come from as an adult because you grew up feeling like you weren't worthy of good things or you felt like you weren't good enough for, for your father or you weren't good enough to impress him. You, you, you felt like you were trying to find the self-acceptance and you weren't getting it. You weren't getting that reassurance. The second is anxiety. So this can, I mean, this can be a, a combination of a variety of different things. This could easily fall into the a variety of these five categories that I mentioned. If you felt that sense of neglect, how does that look like when you're anxious? Well, you might feel like you constantly need people to, 
to tell you that what you're doing, you're doing a good job. You may want to feel like you want to be in positions where you feel like you're, you're, you're doing a good job. And if you're not doing a good job or if you're not having any purpose or you're not important in the role of someone's life, you might feel anxious. You might feel like you're not doing or being good enough. And this might come a lot in romantic relationships. If your father was absent, and the, the anxiety portion of that would be abandonment issues or just abandonment. You might fear of being alone or to find that loneliness, so you might end up being clingy. And this is why understanding your attachment style is so important because your attachment style shows the level of anxiety that you might feel based on the experiences that you felt due to the care that you received in your childhood. So if your father was absent, whether it was because of the divorce or separation or death, that's where that um, insecure, uh, avoidant type of per- like attachment might come from because you don't want to feel like you're being taken away from something that you never wanted to be taken away from in the first place. And, you know, that anxiety can also look like, you know, if your father was abusive, whether it's mentally, physically, sexually, or spiritually, these are all types of trauma. You might feel, if your father was physically abusive, you might be very sensitive to touch. You might feel like you want to hold a barrier so that no one takes advantage of your body, especially if it was sexually. Mentally, you might feel like you don't want to open up to people because that might make you feel anxious or you might feel like you need to share so much because if you don't share, you might feel like that person is going is also going to say that, oh, you're not sharing enough. You're not being good enough. You're not telling me everything, even though you're telling them everything that you felt like they needed to know. If they're controlling, that anxiety comes from you either feeling like you need to control everything because you were out of control or you feel like you are afraid of control and you want to steer away from it as much as possible because it makes you feel scared and fearful. And anxiety, when it looks what it looks like with a with a father that was withholding of love and affection, you might feel like if you aren't constantly validated, that you're not that you're not getting the love that you feel like you need in order to feel safe in your relationship, or you might feel like you need constant uh, affirmations. You might, and this is where you can even use your attachment style to understand your love language. Because if you feel like someone was withholding a physical touch when you were younger, maybe now that's like a primary love language for you. Or maybe that's something that you really don't care for because you're very protective of your space. So that's another thing to, to keep in, in mind is where this self-acceptance comes from and where is the level of anxiety and how high is it? And in what situations did your father make you feel these different things based on his actions? Another one is low mood and depression. You know, obviously when you go through in uh, periods where you feel the sense of anxiety, you can internalize your anger and your hatred and your fear and your anxieties and it hardens deep inside your heart. Remember how I told you about that wound that just keeps tearing open and it gets keeps getting bigger and bigger? 
Well, imagine dropping a rock in there. And at first, it's tiny. But over time, it gets bigger and bigger, and it feels heavier and heavier. That's because you're internalizing the times that you wish you would have said something or you wish you could have been more assertive or a little bit more action-oriented and stating what you wanted but always felt like you were in situations where you're too vulnerable to say something because everyone around you made you feel less than what you were. That your father made you feel like your words, your actions, your existence wasn't worthy to be noted of. Or their father wasn't even there to help give you that reassurance that you were worthy, that you were accepted, that you were important. And all those things can internalize and become this heavy rock that could make you have low moods and depression. Uh, Another one, another consequence is, like I mentioned, you know, with that having that depression, internalizing anger and rage. That excess amount of anger and rage is the worst type of experience, in my opinion, that you could ever feel because when you have that wound and you know that that wound is there, constantly being triggered to look at your wound and recognize it's there can be angering. Maybe when you see your father, you feel that anger. You see those flashbacks. You feel like as much as you would like to connect with this person, they did not laid that solid foundation for you to build that trust and that sense of security, love, and affection. They didn't give you that quality care for you to even think that you could forgive and that you can be happy and pretend like that happened, disassociate from your emotions. Even dissociating from your emotions still stems into the, into the range of feeling angry and frustrated. And this is, you know, maybe, you know, when it comes to, you know, a father that was potentially abusive, maybe he was abusive with substances. And because of that, he maybe he lied a lot. He abused you or abused people in your life. Or maybe he was very unreliable. His behavior was not consistent. And that makes you feel like you, why would someone do these things? And they're supposed to be this foundation. They're supposed to be my protector, quote unquote. But now I'm feeling this anger and, and and you end up manifesting that anger in different ways and you start taking out that anger on individuals and that anger and also can turn into fear. You know, when we get into, I, I think about this a lot in romantic relationships when you end up, if you've ever been in a consistent, and this is kind of where uh, in the definition of daddy issues at the last part, they said, often manifesting in a distrust of or sexual desire for men who act as a father figure. So when we end up in romantic relationships, sometimes we end up psychologically attracting men that are very similar to our fathers, or we try to go for men that are that we feel like can fill that void because we're so angry and we're trying to, to subside that. And it's not, and I'm not saying that as women, we're naturally going out of our way and we're trying to do this. This is all happening subconsciously because as humans, we gravitate to things that we're familiar with. As much as we would like the idea of change and we like the idea of wanting to be open to trying new things, we, at the end of the day, would rather 
go with something that we're familiar with and something what we're not. And sometimes when we are, um, you know, a, approached with a man that is very different than what we've we've experienced, we have these these tendencies to not trust because it's something we've never experienced before. And we build up these walls and this anger because this anger flourishes whether we like it or not. And we express that anger in different ways. And another, you know, consequence which can lead into that anger is having boundaries, having too rigid boundaries, meaning having these very high walls. And I'm going to be honest with you, as a woman, I am a victim to this. I, For somebody that has gone through a variety of different types of trauma, when it comes to building walls, walls are ways to keep us protected because we felt like there was no protector. So now we feel like we need to protect ourselves, which there's nothing wrong with that. We should always have a positive and safe way of protecting our spirit and protecting who we are as people. But when we have walls that hinder us from connecting with people, whether it's romantic or platonic, when good people try to come into our lives wanting to be that protector, wanting to to have that connection emotionally, mentally, or spiritually, we have these walls and they're so high up that we don't let anybody in due to the fact that we're still trying to deal with the pain of what it was like to be let down by a father figure in our in our childhood. And this is so important to recognize because there's nothing wrong with boundaries. There's nothing wrong with having your guard up. But when it's too high, where, it's, where you're self-sabotaging good relationships due to the fact that you have this built-up resentment and you, and you develop these different quote-unquote trust issues, this is where you not only lack that connection with other people, but you're lacking those people to help you understand how to connect with yourself so that you can heal from those wounds. Another consequence is the opposite of that, which is not having boundaries at all. So as I was mentioning in the different types of, of ways that a father can be absent, maybe if your father was neglectful, maybe you feel like you don't want to ever make anybody feel that way so you make sure and that no one ever feels that way so your boundaries there's no boundaries at all and this is where it's it's so interesting where you like as i as i mentioned with what it means to have that masculine energy and honing that masculine energy of being assertive when you have too loose of boundaries it finds it you find it very hard to say no to situations or to people because you don't want to disappoint you want you don't want to be in a situation where you're uncomfortable or you feel neglected or that someone leaves you you don't want to feel that abandonment you don't want to be abused you don't want to be controlled or you don't want someone to withhold love and emotion so you'll get rid of your boundaries so that you can avoid any of those things it's like it's basically people pleasing and the next 
consequence would be having relationships with emotionally unavailable partners. So as I mentioned with in the definition of how it's said that you start manifesting a distrust or you start, um, they start attracting men who act as father figures, because your father could have potentially been emotionally unavailable, you might also attract partners that are emotionally unavailable as well because they have the same dynamic that you've experienced in your childhood and now it's manifesting psychologically in your adulthood because that's all you know. That's like if I were to tell you, if I, if you were to grow up, if I, if I were to teach you all your life that the sky is green, you would go all throughout your life thinking that the sky was green and someone could go up to you and say, no, the sky is blue. And you'd be like, no, it's green. That's because the foundation was already instilled. So why would someone sway their opinion if it's been constantly pounded into your subconscious? And it's the same thing with father wounds. When you constantly experience that wound being teared open and it gets wider and wider and that rock that's deep inside that you try to fill that void gets harder and harder. That's where you start manifesting partners that treat you exactly how you've been treated because that's all you know. I want to just uplift all of you women that are listening because this is not an easy topic to discuss and it's one that not only reopens those wounds and strips off that band-aid that you've been trying to make stick over these wounds for the longest time but it's something that takes a lot of inner work and a lot of taking a step back to understand that you are facing the consequences of a situation that you had no control over, situation that you couldn't do much about because it truly had nothing to do with you. You were just caught in the crossfire of it all. And to heal from these father wounds, aside from acknowledging, aside from having the courage to listen to this, to this episode, I want you to really go out of your way to figure out what your attachment style is and find the necessary ways to heal from that attachment style because our attachment changes over time based on who we're around, but there is always going to be a consistent pattern in our behaviors and our actions and the things that we do. And I want you to take this time to recognize that you have the strength to change your attachment by understanding where you are mentally right now and making those tiny baby steps that can lead you to healing those wounds. And the thing is that those wounds will never truly go away. But I can tell you that that rock will be a little bit more malleable. You can break it up in little pieces. I can tell you that 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 wound that you feel, that you that void inside of your heart that you've been trying to fill with your coping mechanisms, with people, with with the types of men that you've been attracting in your life, I want you to take this time to recognize your worth and to recognize your femininity and your masculine energy, to recognize that you can be emotional and assertive. You can say what you are and aren't comfortable with because you deserve that. 
you deserve to to think logically but also think on a sensitive and spiritual way it's okay to break down it's okay to be open but to the right people and to the people that will value you if you go to a place and to people who never saw your worth what makes you think they will value you the way that you feel like you need to be valued and taken care of get rid of the toxicity in your life if you are currently with a partner that you know is not giving you that reassurance is not giving you what you need to feel safe and secure i'd like you to take those steps to find the courage in yourself to get rid of that and that takes a lot of of inner strength especially when you grow that sense of attachment and vulnerability with another person but if that person is not reciprocating the energy that you know you deserve and you know that you're repeating a pattern take that step back reassess your situation that you can go forward without feeling like you're dragging on the weight of the world on your shoulders based on the experiences and the things that you've been through in your childhood All right, everyone, that is the end of this week's episode. I hope all of you enjoyed it. To all of my beautiful, strong, independent women out there, I hope that you were able to find some knowledge that you can apply to your own life and heal internally and understand these wounds in depth. And I would invite you to also share and be honest with those around you about your experiences because not only is it important to listen and hear about this information but i hope that you would be able to be strong enough over time to open up about your experiences to the ones that you love and care about because in order to communicate how you want to be loved i think it's very important to express to your loved ones the things that you have gone through so that they can understand and help you throughout your growth because as women we're always battling something we're always feeling like it's women against everything else in the world and i want you to know that you are so stunning and beautiful and magnificent and a beam of light and i thank you so much for listening to this episode if you want to share anything with me or have any comments or questions you can dm me at the butterfly effect underscore on Instagram, or you can email me at thebutterflyeffectpdct at gmail.com. I want to end this episode with some positive affirmations for you. I want to let you know that you are doing such a good job. I am so happy and grateful that you have taken the step to understand your feminine and masculine and masculine energy you are beautiful inside and out regardless of whether you had a father figure in your life or not you are so strong and i applaud you for being the most amazing person on this planet right now and i want you to give yourself a pat on the back and be proud of you because you deserve that. Thank you so much for listening 
and I will see you on the next episode.